Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check, check, check. We're good. Okay. What's so, up? David Webb, and this is Danny Phantom, and today we have Ambitious Angelo. What's up, man? So we were just chopping it up, man. You were telling me a great story, great story. Um, let's recap it. Let's get let's get back into it. Okay. Wilfredo. Started with Wilfredo. All right. So my boy Wilfredo Santana. Shout out Santana uh, Company Barbershop, man. He uh, where iron sharpens iron. You know what I'm yes. saying? Like he's a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. We've uh, worked on projects together and, and uh, made some amazing things happen. Man. But one of the reasons I'm still friends with him to this day is because of that. Like, he'll see something in me or, like, something something on Instagram, something yeah. that just has sparks an idea, something that I didn't, I'm not, maybe not thinking about. And he's like, yo, Angel, you should do this. Yeah. Like, like he used to tell me, like, yeah, like back in the day, he's like, Angel, you should always walk around in a suit. I want everybody to think of you as, like, the million-dollar man. Word. So I used to just dress up It works. Suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he hits me up and uh, recently, and he's like, Angel, you should go to Dreamville Fest. Yeah. You know, J. Cole's my favorite artist. It's on my uh, vision board to interview J. Cole. You know, like, I fuck with his music. Oh, can I curse on this? Of course. Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. I fuck with his music, his message, his, like, his uh, upbringing, all of that, right? Yeah. So it's about to be my birthday uh, back in March. Dreamville Fest was, like, the first weekend of April in, in, uh, in, North, in North Carolina. Yep. So, I'm thinking about going. So, he hits me and he tells me, Angel, take your camera and just go out there. And I'm, he's like, wait, I was like, why? Literally, that's yeah. all I said. I was like, why? Just to see what his response was like, because when you travel, magic happens. Yeah. And I was like, oh, damn, that is true. It's been a while. You know, it's like the pandemic. Everything's yeah, like yeah, slowed yeah. down. So, it's like, damn, and I did used to travel. I used to make magical shit happen. Yeah. And, uh... I, bring, I didn't bring it up. I go to one of my family members' uh, birthday parties, one of my nieces and nephews. They bring it up. They're like, yo, Dreamville Fest. Like, are you going this and that? I'm like, yo. So they're, they're like, yo, we should take a road trip. Let's do it for your birthday, this and that. It's their idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until it comes to the time to actually buy the tickets, Airbnb and everything, they end up backing out. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to go. My girlfriend ends up spending the money and gets me a brand new MacBook that I have here today. Shout out to you her. Know, yeah, shout out to her. I didn't know I needed it until I got it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, I absolutely do. Yeah. People don't know they need an upgrade until they have it. Yeah. <laughs> I've always gotten like the three, four years, you know, behind model. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, brand new, brand new. So Nice. Um, but we still got, thankfully, we got to stream Dreamville Fest because of uh, Amazon was a part of it, Amazon Prime and stuff. Yeah. So I'm watching the whole thing, like, throughout the day, walking down the mall, like, just, you know, tuning in, watching Ja Rule and Ashanti, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I get home, and me and my girl watching, and it's Lil Wayne and Young Jeezy. And behind the damn camera <laughs> of Lil Wayne is my boy, Dre from the Woo. Yep. And it's crazy, because this is the second time. We, me and my girl watched something. Um, it was the first time was for the Jermaine fight. Yes. Showtime and all yep. that. So I was like, oh my God. You know, so I was like, damn, man. And it just and it just reminded me of that. You know, yeah. I, I hit him up. I, I recorded him on, you know, my on my TV, tagged yeah. him and stuff, you know. But and I saw him actually at my cousin Lou Soup's uh, baby shower recently. Oh, word, word. And, and we got to chopping it up. We got to talking and, and um, just talking about, you know, being a dream. Mm-hmm. A dreamer and going after the this stuff and the lifestyle and the sacrifices it takes to to go after these type of things, man. And um, shout out to him, man, for what he's doing. But it, it just it was like one of those things that like I regret not going and not doing. But yeah. I know that it was a lesson. 
You yes. Know? Yep. This yes. is a pretty clear cut lesson. Next time yeah. you're going to think yeah, twice and yeah. actually get the tickets, regardless yeah. of you know. <laughs> next time you're not going to try to go with a bunch of friends. You're going to just go. And that's that's <laughs> one of the things yeah. about dream chasing. Yeah. A lot of it's times a you're alone. Road. You're alone. It's a very lonely road. It is. You might start off with a certain amount of people, you know, that I got your back and stuff. And little by little, everybody has to find their way. Yeah. But I think your description of, uh, of you know, the, the people you keep around and what, it's the people who recognize your potential and can call it out in you. Yeah. Uh, there, there have been so many different people I've held on to throughout the years because, you know, they said, because, you know, it's not just they gave good advice, because they gave good advice that everyone else you know, didn't think of. It's the small things every now and then, here and there, the specific, you should do this thing differently. And it, that's the thing, it's like, they're brilliant. They, you know, this guy runs a, a, a barbershop company in, um, in that, uh, the, the Canal District. This guy knows what he's doing with business. He has value, valuable insight. But, but this isn't a, here's how I can make a lot of money. This is a, I see what you're doing, I like it, here's a specific way to tweak it and make it a fuck ton better. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's those people who, they're not really investing in your success, but they're supporting you, they're encouraging yeah. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They Facts. believe in you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. And, and that's it's necessary, those type of people is necessary because if you're just so blinded to uh, getting some stuff done a certain way or it's about your ego you know what I'm saying yeah. you, you, you're not open to that and mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I love about J. Cole bringing back to J. Cole I don't know if the J. Cole podcast no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the J. Cole episode. but he you know he talks about pride as a devil yeah. he says that if he wouldn't have uh, gotten over jealousy he would have never gotten rich mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. so being a lot so many people are so um, closed minded that it's like bro like there's only so many nuts out there yeah and if i don't go out you know what i'm saying if i can't hoard mines then other people there's not enough to to share and yeah yeah run out and you know what i'm saying and it's like no nah, bro you're supposed to be able to give blessings to other mm -hmm. people and give mm -hmm. intake and give compliments and yes. give, you know support and money and time and that's the know? real meaning winning mentality the, yeah. the you know the, the the knowledge and acceptance and attitude that you don't have other people don't have to fail for you to succeed absolutely exactly absolutely. I, yeah i love that i love that one for me it's been the the realization that your real competition is yourself Always. It's not the person across the street or yep. across the country. It's doing the exact same thing. There's plenty of stuff for everybody to do. Mm -hmm. For me, personally, I've learned it's about I'm my biggest opponent. Yeah. I get in my, in my biggest way. The reason I'm not successful or, you know, obviously there's certain variables like COVID yeah, that yeah, 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 can yeah. mess a lot of things up. Yeah. But for the 99% of it, um, I take accountability and I take fault in that. You know what I'm saying? The reason I may not have done something or not succeed in certain things or whatever the case may be or, or my successes is because I did it. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. Um, one of my favorite things is, is Snoop Dogg and his uh, one of the memes or whatever. He's like, I like to, and lastly, most importantly, yeah. oh I like God. to thank myself. Yeah. But if putting in the hard work for believing in myself, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and that's 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 100 percent true. I'm looking at that exact quote. Uh, it was a uh, it was uh, Haley's dedication page in their thesis mm -hmm. was uh, to Snoop Dogg's. It was uh, thanks for believing in me or whatever that. Yeah. Um, but thank but it was a was thank it? me for believing in me. Yeah. Oh, me. I want to thank me for believing in me. What is it? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I want to thank me for believing in me doing this whole. I don't know that song. But yeah. But yes, that 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 yeah. it's absolutely perfect. And you're right. Uh, one of my favorites is. Uh, Macklemore's, um, I, I found, I stumbled onto Macklemore's, um, next year, uh, on a road trip to Maine last year, and, uh, played it on repeat about 15 times. There's a specific mm -hmm. line in it that's, uh, I wanna, uh, it's, uh, I need to look it up, because, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. if I just quote it, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be as impactful, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, 
uh, what's it? Not thrift shop. Go away, Google. Google's <laughs> <laughs> uh, trying to suggest shit to you. Uh, thanks for being me. What was it? Uh, it was. Uh, gotta get better with this. Uh, oh well, it was essentially it's a something. Um, lips to the sky. Think. Uh, uh, no. Uh, glass to the chandelier. You know what? I really do need time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, take time. Yeah, man. No rush, man. What's yeah. up, Haley? Hey. Um, uh, we, uh, he was just quoting uh, Snoop Dogg's um, uh, th- uh, quote of uh, the uh, uh, "I wanna thanks." Thank me for being me. Thank, thank me for believing in me. What is it? Uh, I wanna thank me speech. It was yeah. my like. Pre-log to my master's thesis. Mm. Fire. No, and it's, it's exactly right because, like you were saying, um, like being a dreamer, being an entrepreneur, being someone who gets shit done, being somebody that has aspirations, someone that's ambitious about themselves. It is a lonely road, and yeah, you can credit the people who give you support, the people who give you ideas, the people who feed your soul, feed your ego sometimes. Um, but at the end of the day, it is up to you. Yeah. And that's something that the pandemic showed me as well, that it was like, if I don't adapt here, I'm going to crumble. Yeah. It's not up to homeboy that was, you know, helping me out with this or this dude that was helping me out with that or, or how come he's not hitting me up as, as frequent or what happened to this project we were working on. Nah, man. Like, if you want it to work, it's on you. And if, and if, if other people are involved in that... Get them involved. It's not up to them. It's up to you. If this is something you want, mm-hmm. that you gotta show. You gotta show the universe, but you gotta show yourself. Mm-hmm. And you can't give your. You can't discredit yourself by not showing up, because when you don't show up, that's when you suffer. Mm-hmm. Especially as you know, a self self made person that you know. I, I see. I see in you. You know what I mean. And, and even once you've, I don't know if made it is the correct phrase, but I've been in business ten years. I have two full time employees. I have an admin. I have a marketing company. Uh, and I'm still realizing I am the largest bottleneck in my business at yeah. like every stage of every process. You know, if yes. I don't, I need to empower the people under me to do their job completely, or else, you know, everything's still going through me, and I'm still slowing everything down. Yeah, yep. it's it's a. Uh, I feel like for people that want to get into in business, right? They want to go in business for themselves. It's there's a huge difference between being a business owner mm-hmm. and being self-employed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. I. For a lot of the times, I've considered myself self-employed. Yeah, I'm a contractor, a freelancer, whatever the case may be. I you you know use my talents, my services, and I fre- freelance myself out. Um, at times, I've had companies and I've had to build teams to be able to you know be a business owner. Yeah, you know, and most people also I feel like uh, kind of misinterpret or kind of mix in the the ego aspect of it, right? Of being the boss. Yeah. You know, but being self-aware. Small business enough. owner is a, uh, it's, not a, it's not a job title. It's a, uh, you know, it's your Facebook thing. Yeah. It's what, it's, <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm an owner at Hamilton Computer Repair, yeah. as I will say. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but being self-aware enough to be able to see, see that you're the reason your business isn't growing. You know, you're the, you know, you designed it that way that you said you're the bottleneck at every process of slowing things down. You know, yeah. most people are like, no, no, they want to hold on to that power. They want to hold on to, you know, uh, that control. And um, that's where it's like, are you in this to make dollars or are you really trying to make sense of this? You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. If you're here to make dollars, 
you have to think about systems and processes mm-hmm. and replace yourself out. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always been the, the thing I've learned with businesses. You have, at the beginning, you have to do every job, but eventually you replace yourself out of every job. That's such an importance, like both of those things. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not because, of, you know, there's plenty of people who recognize that, but what they don't recognize is they have to know how to do everything that, like if you're building, like if you want to buy a business or a franchise, you don't have to be able to do anything within it. Yeah. But you want to build a business, that is absolutely fucking it. You have to do every little thing, or at least have a familiarity with every yeah. little thing yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. But then, replace yourself. Yeah. I'm yeah. 10 years in, and I haven't replaced myself at everything. And it shows. Necesitas. You've got to replace yourself. you got to replace yourself. provided by the streets out Yeah, man. But, yeah, in, in, um, for me, I value more my quality of my life than I do about the quantity of how much money I, I, I make. You know what I'm saying? That's yep. important. And I, when I was younger, I didn't think like that. Um, yeah. And I, I feel like I just worked so hard, so hard, so hard, so hard, so hard. And then that didn't really realize that it's not really about the quantity, it's about the quality. No. As you well uh, pointed out when I walked in, you said, hey, you got a nice tan. And yeah. Mm-hmm. I just spent Memorial Day weekend in Dominican Republic at a resort for six days. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I don't have to ask permission. I don't have to put in the request. I don't have to. Nah, I move stuff around. I yeah, seriously. Tan. The reason to be a, an entrepreneur is not like, like, yeah, sure. The reason to be a small business owner is obviously for the money because, yeah. you know, if I do something for someone else that is charging a customer, they'll pay me, you know, a tenth of what I could charge that customer to do the exact same thing directly. But but it's not just that. It's, you know, also, if I don't want to deal with that customer, I can tell them to fuck off and go walk away. Or, you know, I can go away for three days and not answer my phone, and no one's fucking upset about it, except the people who didn't get what, like, like it's, yeah. but it's just my customers. It's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. not, it's not a boss. It's no, it's not the end of any world. It's not the end of any infrastructure. Yeah. 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 yeah and nobody has the power to say, like, that's it for you. You know what I'm saying? It's only you. It's up to you. Honestly, though, I think what really drives people like us to, uh, to to become entrepreneurs, it's not the people saying, don't do that, be here on time. It's the people saying, do this this shitty way. This is the way it's done. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. all want to offer something better than the way it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Facts, man. Are you open to talking about uh, WooCuts? Yeah. Cool. Because yeah. that's how we originally met. Yeah. And it, it sounds like... I just so I don't know where it is currently, but yeah. from but I paid attention to it on social media, and I think you were going into it brilliantly with the we can all win together mindset, yeah. and I got the impression that the complication you ran into was people who essentially were afraid of competition rather than trying to better everyone for every everything for everyone. There was um, well initially I you know I got the idea back in 2013. I uh, yeah we should do a summary of what yeah. it is. So WooCuts started out to be an idea for an app. You know, as uh, you and I both know, yep, yep, yep. getting good haircuts and stuff and lineups and looking good is important and it's hard to get, yeah. you know, especially I was working at at and I was working in sales, you know, you, f- you look good, you feel good, you do good type of thing. Um, so I'd have to go in on my lunch hours and stuff, but it's like important for the timing of like, hey, my lunch hour and by the time I have to get back to work, like I get charged points, you know, yeah. discipline points if I'm late and stuff like that. So um, getting someone available, consistent, um, a communication portal, a payment thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was yeah. like, yo, it's 2014, I could Uber now, like whatever. Why can't, why isn't there technology for it, barbers? Why can't I find a good barber? Why can't um, I use technology to pay for the barber services and stuff? Yeah. Why can't I open an app, say which barber shops are near me in a five, blo- in a five mile radius and which one of them have barbers available? 
in my lunch period. Yeah. yeah. You should be able and to I look that up the be, morning of. I want it to be more incorporated also with kind of like a Tinder aspect. Mm. Where because there's there's a relationship mm-hmm. aspect to getting a haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you want to be able to feel comfortable. You want to be able to relate. You talk some shit. Yep. You might have different sports. Uh, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, but they could put up a profile. So exactly. Like what kind exactly. of hair they work exactly. with and what kind of interests they have. Exactly. So I wanted to be more of that infrastructure as a whole, as a network, right? Yeah. Can hire so, a cat barber instead of a dog barber. Like a cat person instead of a dog person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. So. It, there's a million ideas and applications for it of why you know it, it, it would be important. But, anyways, I came in blind as a freaking cat. I had no idea how much an app actually cost to make, especially <laughs> one custom at least at those times. Yeah. A, a custom algorithm, um, building up a database, all of that. Um, so I said, okay, if I can't build up the app, I'm gonna build up the brand. So when I get the app going. I'm gonna be able to already have uh, yeah. a, a, like a beachfront into the market. People are gonna know who I am, and then we'll take over, you know, yeah. type of thing. So that's where the creation. And again, shout out to uh, Wilfredo Santana, Wuka TV came in. I said I could use social media. I could use a camera. That's free. I can put out content. That's free. This is the wave called social media, anyways. Mm-hmm. So let me do what's free and available to build a brand, and then I'll build a business. Yeah. So I got kind of caught up one as a young person with social media on the rise and you know getting free stuff and flights and flown out and traveling everywhere you know yeah i forgot to a certain degree um building a business yeah what the mission was because the 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 business wasn't to be hosting barber battles and yeah you know being a judge or whatever or interviewing and all that the business was to build the app yeah so that's where 2018 was where i i kind of realized that and i stopped it um, I stopped doing the marketing stuff, the Instagram posts, the repost page and stuff, uh, um, traveling, hosting and stuff. And I said, I'm going to stop, wait, build my own foundation first, and then I can pour from that into this and build this right. And maybe even tweak it, make it maybe a different type of service. Because at that point, when, when I first came up with the idea, it was in the very early stages, other uh, software apps that do similar services came out. But they raised $25 million in Series A wow. I'm trying to get $25 from people on GoFundMe. Or yeah, sorry, yeah, I was selling yeah. hoodies. I was selling hoodies, 50 bucks a hoodie. Yeah. And I was throwing a, a concert with Joanie Lucas. Like, yo, come on, I'm trying to get this app off. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not the, the, the most strategic um, way to raise capital. For yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for, no, but, but also you were, I don't know if thinking small, you were thinking local. Yeah, like, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah, a whole different. Yeah whole different market yeah, and a whole yeah. different kind of thing and I mean 25 bucks and a hoodie can go a long way in a local thing yeah. um, almost sometimes more so yeah. but like if you know if people are wearing that hoodie for the next year and yeah. you know that continues and perpetuates it and I don't know people people who spend $50 in something they can then go and participate in and help in and, and like like it's I don't know it's different yeah. you, you, they get to ex- they get to enjoy what they helped create. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They feel attached to it as well. But also, you know, it's obviously different. I mean, when you're, well, that's the thing about apps and the internet is you're not competing with, you know, a place across the street. You're competing with someone who's doing something similar to you, not anywhere close as well, and has, you know, 14 billion times as much money. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. One of the things that um, today I've, I've kind of just been thinking of, like, what this all podcast episode was going to be about, to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. things like that. So my, in my head, like, I've just kind of been recapping stuff and, and whatever, but um, there was there was a definitely a big 
shift for me when it came in 2018. Like pre previously, uh, 2017, Hurricane Maria happened, right? Yeah. Um, being from Puerto Rico, having family from Puerto Rico and all that, a, a lot of my family was affected by that, right? And at this point, I was getting really frustrated because I wasn't getting what I wanted out of building this brand, which was money. You know, yes. I wanted to be rich. I wanted to be the next Snapchat millionaire. I wanted to be popping bottles and yeah. being on yachts and in Miami. You know what I'm saying? Um, at this point, I was just so frustrated. But these events happened. Hurricane Maria happened. Um, I get through my contacts and network of you know social media and my brands and stuff. People ask me to host events, help raise money, fundraisers yes, and yes, stuff. Yes, yes, um, yes. So I do that. And one of my cousins actually committed suicide in um, Puerto Rico um, in around, I think it was like October of 2017, right? So I was actually in the meeting, about to go host an event the, like the next day and stuff. And uh, I'm like, okay, now I gotta buy a flight, go to Puerto Rico, go to a funeral and stuff. And when I was there, um, my dad lives in the capital of Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. in, in well, like a suburb, called Trujillo Alto. So it's like right outside like the airport yeah. area. But I had met a barber there six months previously that lived on the same street. I met him at an event, like on the other side of the island. Where? And he lived like six houses away from where my dad lives in the capital. Mm -hmm. right? Wow. So, you know, we keep in touch. We're talking. He sees at a com or whatever. And he's doing these events every weekend with like a bunch of barbers and, and stylists and stuff. And they're going to neighborhoods that have been affected by the, by the hurricane and all of that. Um, and they asked me like, hey Angelo, like, can you help us in any way? Like if it's through posting on your page, yeah. maybe using your contacts in the industry, like we need a wireless charger, you know, type of stuff that we can use out in the field, like not, you know, plugged into the uh, clippers and things. So I got attached to these people and I got to help with them after my whole family thing happened. And I stayed out there for a month and a half, just volunteering with these guys, yeah. to do cleanups. Um, Finding a higher purpose. Yeah, and I used my page to get donations. I was like, yo, we're gonna do Christmas things, we're gonna give you old presents and these, yeah. you know, we got Santa, a fake Santa coming in. And it was it was using my page and my brand now for a purpose yeah. rather than just, uh, you know, for, for a dollar amount and stuff. Yep. And yep. that's where that shift came and it was like, you know what? Um, because uh, people still ask me, what are you doing with the brand? Or what are you going to do with the brand? Um, and I still don't have that figured out. But I feel like I'd rather use it more as a nonprofit or, or something that makes a difference yeah. than it is that makes a dollar. Like, yeah. you know, like coin the, the, the phrase, maybe, you know, my brand for, for woo cuts was a, a, a heart, you know. Maybe yeah. it's those free haircuts that people get or, you know, events that we do to help people out. To, yeah. To, to brighten up their soul, their spirit. Because there, there is something about a haircut yeah. that makes you feel and look, you know. Are you familiar with the Interfaith Hospitality Network? No. Okay. It's a, it's a completely different subject, but I'll bring it back to this mm -hmm. because it's, so short version is a, uh, so they recently bought a house, but previous to that, it was a bunch of churches in Worcester that all worked together, and essentially, um, over a two to three month span, families with children would stay at these houses, at these churches, uh, and it would essentially be like a different church every every week. But it, you know, there's eight or nine of them, so but uh, and then people from those churches would essentially stay with them overnight. And the point of this was, uh, and, you know, they'd have um, people come in during. Uh, to help them find jobs and to figure out their next, but but it was a two month program essentially to get people off of to get families off the streets and into. Uh, I guess where I'm going with this is, um, you know, all of this was about you. You could uh, use your network to, you know, figure out a different. You know, you could have a different uh, barber shop every week giving mm -hmm. free camera, uh, free cuts to homeless uh, population, mm -hmm. yeah. or something similar to yeah. that. And that mm -hmm. way, it, it you know it essentially shares the. 
publicity yeah. and that, yeah. that you know it makes it appealing to the people who aren't just trying to do yeah. good I don't know yeah, yeah. not, not like a we, we um my whole initial idea of how I was going to raise my capital to make the app was doing events right yeah. so um, we would do barber battles and do barber conventions and stuff like that at the CU center or at the train station so but part of our thing was that we started was like a makeover program so we worked with local um Shelters and stuff, battered women and stuff, and we Good. did like complete makeovers for them and stuff. Good, yeah. get their story out there and uh, all that. So that was yeah. always touching, um, and that's the type of stuff that I never made a dollar out of these events. I yeah. promise you, I yeah. never made. A and dollar. that's kind of we the generated best money, yeah. but uh, expenses were high as well. Like yes. trying running out the DCU center <laughs> for two days. <laughs> um, but it's that's part of it, you know. And to me, it, it's. It's not always about how much money I make in something. It's not about the income. It's about the impact. And that's one of the things I've I've always had to work with my business partners on because to some people, the bottom line is the bottom line and that's all they care about. That's all they're after, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But for me, it's a little bit uh, more narrow, uh, wider than that. Yeah. And um, there's a car. I don't remember which one. It was like Duddy Ford or one of the big car dealerships down Route 9. One of the owners, uh, there was a quote that was something like, I don't, I don't. I don't love money. Um, I love the game, and money is the quantify. And, and money is how you win, or mm-hmm. something like that. It was essentially like, you know, business wasn't about money for them, but it was the. But money was the way to quantify their success. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think that's unfortunately a lot of people in so many different industries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and it, it, you know, it definitely detracts from the the quality of events like that. Yeah. 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 You know, when they're they're corporate, they're structurized, they're you know they're designed. They're not designed to help as many people as possible. They're designed to help people while lining the pockets of the people running the organization. Mm-hmm. And you know, then people like you come in, and, and it disrupts that because yeah. you know you're you're trying to actually help people, and you know you, you you need to keep an eye on making sure you can you can run it. Like it needs to be able to be sustainable. Yeah. Yes. But but if you if you you know donate thousands of dollars and don't make a penny, that is a massive success on your end. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of people who are like, we're not going to run an event if that's our yeah. what we're looking at. And uh, one of the things, me and my partners, we still talk, you know, meet to this day and, you know, we talk about, it's like, man, the lives that we were impacted through the events that we, you know, we, um, we think that we failed in, you know, um, if you're quantifying it by a certain, you know, statistic or something, um, but the lives that we were able to shape and impact, you know, we, we did something in our city that no one's ever done before, no one's tried before. Yeah. Um. And we were successful at it, you 1, know. Percent. But it's it's. I feel like fear is one of those things that just keeps people paralyzed. Yeah. Someone, someone said to me the other day that they were uh, not going to create a business. They were just going to accept cash. For, they're they're getting into websites, and the reason for this is so they don't have to worry about taxes. And while I understand that's just like you know that's just what's the point of even getting into a business if you're worried about taxes. Yeah. Like to yeah. some extent or another, <laughs> just part of it. You just yeah. Calculate that at that age. Yeah, but 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 like it's all of these fears of like yeah. these these. I'm going to have to figure this out. Is really what it comes down to. It's a yeah. fear yeah. of I'm going to have to navigate this problem. But what? But 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 that's the whole thing about it. like there's there's never a n- not another problem. <laughs> yeah, I've literally. been doing this for literally a decade, and yeah. I'm still having some of the same. I mean, not some of the same problems, but but yeah. many similar problems to you know years two and three. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. and there's always new ones. It's, um, I, I just think that people's patience, you know, and it's been one of my problems. Before I was an ambitious angel, I was an impatient angel. Who <laughs> wanted it now? You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, um, 
that's one of the things that I've had to now being 33 and, and all that I've had to learn is just slow down mm-hmm. yeah. take a breath yeah relax it's a marathon yep it's not a sprint facts relax catch your breath uh, you know change your socks yeah you know take a uh, sip of water keep yeah. going and, and relax because again this is a marathon and again it's not always about being number one mm-hmm. you know it's not always about being the best no. but living the, to me it's about living the best yes. being the best mm-hmm. am I am I being the, my best self you know no one else is going to be able yeah I could I could put that way other people could say oh for your your number of followers or your number uh, in your bank account or the, the, the year your car or the size of the square footage of your house or yeah. the number of degrees we could always you know put but really, at the end of the day, when you go to sleep, mm-hmm. you can't cheat nobody. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. When you're going to sleep, do you need to take an Ambien? Do you need to take something to go to, to market? Because the voices in your head are just going off so much, and it, you know what I'm saying. Like, cause it's happened to me. It's happened yep. to me, and it's like those are indicators to me of like, okay, something's not right. Mm-hmm. I, I got to figure this out. Why I'm feeling this way? What's bringing this about? And then how do I find a solution to this? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because most people. In, in, I've done this as well. Is we just try to suppress it, we try to act like it's not there, or we try to numb it. Yeah. Or you try to fix it by you know making more money. Like, yeah. You know, like I'm yeah. stressed. Yeah. Money's my stress. Money, yeah, <laughs> money, money, money. Yeah. And, and now being in real estate, you know, I'm in a game where people can make serious money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and very effortlessly. Yeah. You know, um, to me, I I came in this w- again with the wrong motives. That I feel like at a certain point, but what survival was COVID. You know, so I'm talking about the money. I got yep. Hot market. I know a lot of people. That's what you need to do. You got to be a people person. I could connect things, uh, dots together. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. All of your skill sets translate. Yeah. <laughs> they did everything over uh, co- uh, over Zoom and everything. The test. It's never been easier to be a real estate agent. Now, yeah, you know. But again, it's that trap because I could be working all the time. This mm-hmm. could be work. This could, could be considered work. I'm talking to people that could potentially be clients or this is networking yeah. and someone's going to hear this and be like, yo, Angelo's in I'm going to hit state. up Angelo. Yeah, yeah he, I got a question. What uh, That down payment assistant program, how does that work? Yeah. Person, you know? So, but to me, it's not about the money again of how much, you know, I'm making it. It's how, I, how much I make in a certain extent to survive and do the things that allow me to do the things that I love. Yeah. Now, you know, I've realized and identified it with, my, with myself, figuring out that that creating content, if it's not even just for me, mm-hmm. for other people, I enjoy that. Yeah. So now yep. I have the flexibility of being like, okay, someone hit, it puts a post up on a group on Facebook. It's like, hey, I need a videographer tomorrow. Anybody's available? Yeah, sure, I am. Yeah. I don't have any showings. I don't, you know, I yeah. own my schedule. I can move things around. What's up? Yep. Oh, yeah, uh, I got an $800 day, or day rate for you tomorrow if you could come record <laughs> yeah. a couple interviews at Harvard. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll be right there. What time do you need? Got you. <laughs> yeah, facts. You know what I'm saying? So it's, but it's it's giving me that pressure um, reliever. I feel like real estate um, where it's like I can do the things that I love to do and enjoy them for what I enjoy them for. Yeah. And get rewarded the extra, the money stuff. That's just extra. Literally, just extra. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, and it's funny you bring up real estate because someone had mentioned that to me recently. Like, I find myself in a very fulfilling place nowadays. Like, I'm very much more at peace than I've ever been. Um, I just, I just got myself into like a house. I'm in a beautiful home. I got both my kids. I got a new baby. Got my girl. You know, what I'm saying like, I'm, I'm cool. And one of my homies came by the other day, and like, it was almost like you know, like he was sort of projecting onto me which i completely understand and i'll take that energy and i'll just like reflect it back and we'll have a nice conversation about it but he was talking to me about like 
like we were just chopping it up and he, we were talking about first time home buyer because mm-hmm. I still I'm still eligible and we were talking about being a landlord and you know getting a multifamily and I told him how years ago I was in the running for getting a multifamily the deal fell apart yada 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 and he's like bro you gotta still do it like still do it why aren't you doing it like yo you can still do that you still got time like you're doing this you're doing that like you're you're self employed you have time this and that and I'm like I yeah maybe I could but then that jeopardizes. Like, I'm already, like, I already have so many things pulling me in so many directions that I'm already kind of jeopardizing my time with my kids, my mm-hmm. time with my girl, mm-hmm. my time for myself mm-hmm. that, like, I don't always, come, like, take. I don't always, like, have time to reload and recharge and stuff. And I'm like, like, just, like, bro, like, take it from my my standpoint. Like, to you, it seems like I have hella time yeah, yeah. right now. But right now, I'm watching my baby while we're having this conversation. Yeah. I got to cook in a little bit. I got to go pick up my 10-year-old from school. And if I had a, a home, then I'm a landlord. Yeah. Then I got to worry about a property. I got to worry about tenants. I got to worry about cash flow. Cash flow has never been on my mind. Like, I'm blessed to be able to say that. But, like, I, I haven't had to worry about money for a long time because of how I set myself up. And... His thing was just like, bro, but you have the time, you can do it, you can do it. And I'm like, like, it's not even about, it's not even about getting ahead anymore. Yeah. It's about, like you said, when you go to sleep or when you wake up, like, what's on your mind? And for mm-hmm. me, it's like my kids, because I'm a stay-at-home dad. I watch my baby all day. So I wake up and it's baby time, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I don't have to think about business. I wait until my girl gets home, 5 o'clock, and that's when my business starts. My girl gets home, I, you know, I came straight here. Boom, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the podcast. And this is this is not even, this, like like you said, there's no money involved in this whatsoever. Yeah. We're not making a dime off this, but this is fulfillment. Yeah. And this is what it's about. This is about reaching this point. And then when I, when, I can, when I can afford to, yeah, I'll pile a little more on my plate. But right now, like, things are cool. Things are gravy. And like you were saying, too, it's about impact. Like, I had this conversation on Discord with one of my homies late night. Like, we, we always chop it up late night on the Discord. Yeah, yeah. And um, he, he was, he follows me on Instagram. And he saw one time that I posted, I flew my family out to PR. Um, my mom, my girl, my son, my baby and my cousins in PR and I rented an Airbnb for us for like five days or a week or something just to get out because I have to go at least once a year just to recharge and enjoy myself and be on the island. I need mm-hmm. I need it for myself. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, he was just like kind of telling me how inspiring that is to be able to like see me like preach like, yo, it's not even about how much money I make. Like I work so hard like, and I, I put myself in, into very stressful situations because of how hard I'm working. But to be able to do something like that, to take my whole family, not have to ask them for a dime, to even go as far as asking them, yo, do you need me to pay for your flight? Like, do you wanna come? Mm-hmm. And like, like being able to just rent an Airbnb alone and bring everybody yeah. and have that family time and like, yo, let's go hit the grocery store. What are we cooking tonight? Yeah. Like, yeah. just having that is like, brings me the utmost peace. Mm-hmm. And being able to do stuff like that, I feel like is the, that's the goal for me. That's always been the goal. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it sucks that money is the variable that needs to be achieved in order to make that happen. But if I can set myself up, whereas that is taken care of then that's always going to be the goal it's like yo taking care of the tribe making sure that we're all good you can have a good time i can have a good time you're not stressed about nothing i'm not stressed about nothing we're just here present in the moment 
and making that impact because like mm-hmm. you said like you've thrown events and i I've, I've done the same thing where i've thrown events and i thought it was a failure or i thought like damn i like dropping merch and like merch isn't selling damn like what the fuck and then just flipping the mindset where it's like bro i could just host a giveaway mm-hmm. yo just share this share this with two three people have them tag me and i'm gonna give you something for free yeah. and that's gonna stick in their head way more than paying 50 dollars yeah. for a shirt or something and like you said like it always comes back to impact like those events i'm 99 percent sure there's people that you've touched through your work mm-hmm. in the community that are never going to forget your face never going to forget your name they might not even you might not even see them ever again or you might see them 10 years down the road and they're going to be like yo do you remember that one time you did X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Or you helped me get from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. I just want to thank you, bro. And that, to me, is super, super fulfilling. That shit will make my whole week. I'll be on a high off of that, same, you know? Same. And uh, the first point that you're making, um, it reminded me of this guy. His name is uh, Darren Hardy. So he, he does you know tech talks and stuff like that. Yeah. And he was talking about, um, he interviews a lot of successful people and stuff. So he interviewed Richard Branson. And in one of his interviews, he was telling me that, um, <clears throat> he was telling me, sorry, I got a text. I no, you're good. Property manager as well. So he, Richard Branson was being offered like a million dollars to go speak at an event for an hour. Whatever, wow. Right? And everyone's like, of course, you know, it's Richard Branson, this and that, it's a million dollars. He declines it. Mm. Right. So the company comes back. It's like, hey, uh, all right, we'll tell him we'll give him four million dollars. Wow. Just come in, forty-five minutes. You know, he comes, speaks, does his thing, whatever. He's out of here. We'll have a helicopter ready for him to go. You know. Whatever. Wow. He says no. Okay. Tell him we'll give him ten million dollars. Like they're making this deal sweeter, and sweeter. At the end, it, the the secretary said, so I was like, listen, uh, Mr. Branson has certain priorities on his board right now. If it's outside of those priorities, he has zero time for it. It doesn't matter how much money you throw at him, you know, he's not gonna move his out of his priorities. Yeah. And that's the difference between Richard Branson and us, right? Yeah. Because for a million dollars, I might move a lot of things around. Word. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four I million, just about anything. $10 million, like, bro, I'm going to be there. Trust me. Don't yeah. worry about it. Someone just offered me free golf on Wednesday. All I have to do is wear a hat. I'm wearing hats, socks, everything. Word. <laughs> free golf. So imagine it was a million to ten. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But that's the discipline. That's the difference, mm-hmm. you know, of being able to say, this is what's important to me. Mm-hmm. To me, and that's this is another lesson that I had to learn was, be, just because it's important to other people, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's not gonna make me happy or it should be important. Uh, and to that's me. such an important part that no one because like most people don't ever stop to think what makes me happy. They just look at everyone else around them and listen to them. Yeah. So you know, up until I was like 26, 27, my my my, my you know I, I thought success in life is having more money than your peers, a nicer car than your peers, and getting laid more than your peers. And those were the values I essentially built my, you know, I prioritized my life on. Yeah. Uh, those were my, was my metric of success. Because I was, you know, just looking at the people around me, and that's mm-hmm. what a lot of them seem to be talking about in value. You know, once you recognize that your your current value system is kind of fucked, yeah. you, you can adjust it to, to start, you know, recognizing, like, oh, right, 
I should care about the people around me instead. I should value, uh, my, you know, whether or not I'm willing based on how my actions affect others, not how much money it makes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it seems like most people don't get to that. Uh, but but it, do you know, was there like a, was was it just that, that turning point where you had that, uh, the experience where you watched, you know, got to experience fulfillment? Yeah, because uh, that cousin, I mean, that time with my cousin. Yeah. Because one, it was, it really hit home because he was one of my cousins that like, if you have family in the island, you're on Facebook, whatever. Like they're your number one supporters. You yeah, know what I'm saying? like we're the big time. Every every status yeah, they're on the comments. They're commenting. Yeah. you get yo me sobrino, everything. You know what I'm saying? My family from PR. Um, so he was one of those, and he watched me and watched me, right? And it bothered me that he was su- he was suffering from suicidal thoughts, depression, and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I never talked to him about that. Yeah, being that I had a past of suicidal attempts of depression PTSD all types of stuff mental health wise that I had to overcome to be able to that's how I became ambitious Angelo you Facts. know what I'm saying yeah. so instead of he we just kept it at this level up here because I had to keep the image up of being ambitious Angelo right Yeah. so I felt like a fraud at that point because I was like damn I should have been showing people the light and the darkness yeah yes. because there's 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 a, there's a balance <laughs> yeah there's a balance to this and you have to think of they, most people only see the light yeah, and I had to show people. I was like, "No, listen!" Like, and from there on, I like made it like a vow to my family and to him and to to myself that I'm going to authentically share my story, regardless of what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Because a, I want people to be able to be inspired, right? I want them to be able to look at me and be like, "Yo, I know him. I went to school with him, or um, he's just like me, or you know, what I'm saying he comes yeah. from similar upbringing. That if he could do it, I could do it." Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now, when I moved to Los Angeles, I was vlogging my whole process. Yeah. I, I really moved out there on a one-way ticket. I didn't know where I was staying that night. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I When I got a car, someone gave me a car out of nowhere. Like, I vlogged that. Like, yo, someone just donated a car. I'll be living out the car now for the next whatever number. I remember that. I, I found an RV. I rented out an RV for the summer. I was living out an RV. But I was showing people, like, yo, you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. You were You were setting an example that others could follow. And, and laying out the groundwork, and it's it's not it wasn't easy. No, I was alone a lot, and you know what I'm saying. I went through a lot of stuff, but you know what? Not only did I learn a lot, not only was I had amazing experiences and stuff, but God, I feel like God showed had people show up at times when exactly when I needed it. You know what I'm saying? So it's yes. like when you go in the desert and you don't know how you're gonna find water, yeah. and all of a sudden you, you hit your toe on something, and then you're like, "Yo, wait, what is that?" Boom. And yeah, and you find water. Yeah. You know, it's kind of those moments where, it, to me, life—that's where the magic happens. And making those moments, like we're like we started off with Dre. Yeah. Dre, I don't know how you know, but he went out there, found somebody, boom, 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 somehow, some way, he ends up on stage with Lil Wayne and J. Cole and he's got all this crazy content and you know pictures and contacts and, you know what I'm saying and that's where I feel like and all it really takes is one or two of those insane opportunities that you actually are there for and you take yeah you know you, you take one or two of those like um, I mean it's not all one or two but but it's you know you have to be there for that opportunity yeah, yeah. it's you know it's you, your story is such a great example of you know someone said do this and yeah. You tried, but you didn't all the way, and yeah, you yeah. didn't get it. But but yeah. if you had, you might have. And there's yeah. it's, that's you know the lesson you learned. But but it's it's fascinating watching all of these people who the, re, the the inverse of this is really what's fascinating to me. The people who have a fuck ton of money and none of these values, mm-hmm. and they just think they can keep throwing money at problems to solve mm-hmm. them. 
Mm -hmm. And some of them have enough money to actually solve their problems and they never fucking learn their lesson. Mm -hmm. So there's some level of, I don't know, because you had to actually figure it out mm -hmm. that has made you who you are. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and now um, I'm a step parent, right? Yeah. So it, that's been a cool experience that I've been able to, to start reflecting on my own childhood, right? Yeah. Because for me, absolutely, I, because I had to, is what created mm -hmm. me from day one. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So now I'm thinking, um, my my stepdaughter, she she likes to obviously get wake us up real early in the morning. <laughs> she likes to guilt trip us now and tell us like, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm so hungry. What are you getting up? Like, you know? <laughs> right. So we started giving her like little things like, okay, we leave cereal and stuff or whatever. And she can grab the milk or, you know, we pour a little bit of milk. So she, you know, whatever. For me, when I was four years old, living in Plumley Village, I, my mo my mom would be indisposed of, we'll say, yeah. not available on Do Not Disturb, we'll <laughs> say, right, on a Saturday morning. That's a morning. good summary. <laughs> on Do Not Disturb. And I'd be hungry, so I like to eat pancakes, but obviously no one's to make there to make it for me. So I would climb, I would bring out all the cabinets, the, the drawers from the cabinets, and use that as a ladder to get to the top, to get the bowl, to be able to um, get to, you know, whatever I needed to be able to make my, my lunch or my breakfast or whatever, right? Yeah. And thinking about those principles of because I had to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And then now I'm thinking about my, my stepdaughter and stuff and how we're going to raise her and all that. And it's like, was that healthy? <laughs> was that, you know, should I, should she be learning how to make pancakes at four years old? Like, <laughs> kids, you don't know how to, like, use a can opener yet? Like, yeah, I yeah, figured yeah. it out, like, you know, but it's, it's, it's uh, some of those things that makes me question, like, okay, obviously what I went through wasn't okay. Yeah. That shouldn't have been the normal. But it worked out well but for you. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and these kids nowadays are getting so entitled and stuff and so protected yes. that it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, that yeah, difference yeah. between. It, it's a real balance of yes, properly, like, balance. and like, I'm not a parent, so I have no fucking clue on this. I'm just, but I've, I've spent a lot of time analyzing my own childhood and how I ended up remarkably well, all things considered. And, you know, and then a bunch of other people who, you know, had either more difficult, like, you know, th this seems to be one of those things. It really is a fucking balance on the parents' end between, you know, fucking your child up enough that yeah. they have their own drive, their own. <laughs> personality their own passions yeah. uh, but you know giving them enough structure that they're able to to you know not struggle for it yeah uh, but but like there's definitely a balance of they need to figure out a fuck ton that i don't know let me i i've seen so many different people that were handed everything never had to figure out anything else and, and they ended up as assholes yeah. largely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so like there's there's a balance to it and i'm not entirely sure where it is <laughs> yeah yeah, dude. And we're all trying to figure that out. No, yeah. honestly. And as a father of two sons, um, my oldest is 10. And so, like, I see it in a few in a few ways in him where it's like, man, when I was a kid, like, my parents ran such a tight ship. Like, both my parents are old school Puerto Rican. Um, we were fortunate enough to have them both in the household at all times so like my dad my dad was a workaholic my dad's a doctor the only doctor in the family he was always gone but when he was home he was home you know what i'm saying like he was he was the warden but my mom was also a warden so like she was crazy with the ocd the clean the do this the right way if you can't do this the right way i'll show you how to do it if i have to show you again there's repercussions for that you know what i'm saying and 
so I find that now with my 10 year old I'm like like our household is way more lenient it's way more calm mm-hmm. nobody gets hit you know yeah. what I'm saying like yeah. it was commonplace to yeah, smack yeah. a kid yeah. back in the day Absolutely. you know what I'm saying I, I never hit my kid you know what I'm saying I'll give him a love tap but it's never like a you know what I'm saying I never gave him a cocotazo let's put it that way <laughs> like I got plenty of those yeah. as a kid um but I find I find it now that like he has it way more laid back. He's in a way more chill environment, and um, not that he's entitled, but like I can see that I can see maybe where further down the road he might suffer from the lifestyle we're providing for him. You know, because we're making it so easy on him. Like his room is like like yo, my room had to be spotless. If I got out of my room and it wasn't spotless. If you tried hiding it under the bed. Oh my God. Yo, you'd be grounded for a week. You'd be grounded for a month. Yeah. You wouldn't have no the Nintendo. You have to give your parents a lot larger things to worry about than your bedroom floor. Yeah. No, and, and, and like that's the thing, is like I, I and he's like he's kind of a recluse too. Like he's he's shy. He doesn't like he doesn't go searching for friends. Like he doesn't really even talk. Like when I bring him around a social setting, he'll like cling to me type thing. And that's all fine and dandy, but like I just find like there's certain there's certain ways in like there there were benefits to yeah. growing up the way that I grew up for sure um, was all of it like okay so yeah, so to speak yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. probably not yeah. you know maybe maybe not maybe you know like listening to your parents argue a top top lung you know what I'm saying when you're trying to sleep as a fourth grader third grader yeah, second yeah. grader yeah. and you know coming out with your eyes fucking you know completely wet like crying for your parents and they're still yelling at each other that's not okay mm-hmm. but it gave like it it allowed me to be able to diffuse situations to remove myself from situations to be super calm cool and collective at almost any given point never panic like people always ask me like yo how are you not like stressed right now? How yeah. like how how can you be so calm? Like this dude don't this dude just flipped you off, cussed you out, and like threatened to fucking beat you up, and you just you said have a nice day and like just walked away. Like how do you do that? You know what I'm saying? So I could see the benefits of growing up how I grew up, and it's tough. Like you guys said, it's a balance. Like I give my son so much, and I I am so lenient with him, but I I know to a certain extent I might be hurting him. Yeah because of the way the world is you know what i mean and he'll figure it out he's not he's not stupid by any means Mm -hmm. um but it's like i'd rather him figure it out sooner than later i you know like that's just be the parent in me is like i don't want him to have to suffer it's funny the the relationship between like people who have a lot of money right we'll say and then like they pass it on and what happens generation wise how it declines yes yes and then it, it takes again someone not having anything at all and then they start yeah, rising again, build that and then, shit up you know and um so a lot of, i respect a lot of those uh celebrities and stuff that say that like no i'm not giving any of my kids shit like shaq he's like yes no, i'm rich yes. we're not rich we're not rich i am rich, rich. yeah <laughs> you know yeah and that even uh steve tom, harvey too yeah tom brady's like that with his kids too i saw it like in one of his uh facebook whatever documentaries and stuff but that his kid was like asking for money to like buy something or his iPad or something like that and it's like dude if I was Tom Brady's kid bro like Word. come on <laughs> I'm gonna have everything on my iPad I'm not you know what I'm saying yeah. but no he was showing him like whoa he was like how much is it yeah he's like I'm not even your number one uh, fantasy uh, fantasy quarterback <laughs> you're asking me for money why don't you go ask Aaron Rodgers for money you know, it's, it's, uh, it's building that, that that value for you know yeah. and, and finding that balance because 
not everything that I went through as a not just as a kid, mm-hmm. even as an adult. Where yeah. again, your your environment that you grew up in is not your responsibility. That's not your fault. How yeah. you, you know what, how you come out of that after what you do with that after mm-hmm. your reaction to that one hundred percent is your fault. Yes, you know so. Even in those reaction times, I make poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how I learn. There's some kind of line. Well, that that's the thing. It's about when you learn. Like, there are plenty of people who become, you know, become an adult, 19, 20, 22, and haven't yet realized that their parents fucked up horribly. Yeah. yeah. At what point, like, like, so, you know, the real question is, at what point is this, like, you know, it's, a, it's about an awareness thing. Yeah. You know, people were telling you at some point that you were doing something wrong and you recognized and listened. And that's something that, like, these people don't often have, you know, the, I don't know. It, it's the, the real question is, where's the line on, you know, when it is actually, you're an adult and it is your fault. Because, yeah. um, like, I, you know, we could argue, you, you turn 18, you're an adult, it is now your responsibility to educate yourself on this. But there are plenty of people who never got educated on any of the things they should, like, like framework-wise. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, like... Never mind just unlearning racism. Basic things like consent and... I don't know. There, mm-hmm. There's so many different things that people never get to because they weren't taught enough to be open-minded. And I feel like... Yeah. I don't know. There, there's something about the self-starter-ness of our childhoods that forced us to be open-minded. Yeah. Which might have simply been having closed-minded adults in our life. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Facts, man. Facts. Like, even, even, like you were saying, even to adulthood, like, I remember years ago, back when, like, I was living in my dad's basement, and I would bring certain friends around, and, you know, we're hanging out, we're doing this and that, and then my friend goes home, and my dad, like, pulls me aside, and he's like, yo, like, why are you hanging around with him? Like, he don't look like he's up to no good type thing, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, and I just, I'm like, because of my childhood, I'm the type that I just hold my tongue, and I'll just, I'll let you get your shit off. And then I'll I'll think about it later, process it, take what I need yeah. from it, etc. Yeah. And you know I let I let him get his shit off. And fast forward to now, you know I'm saying where I'm still hanging out with some of those same friends, and I still bring them around. And those are some of my dad's favorite friends of mine. And it's like, like I could have told you that from over here, mm-hmm. but I'd rather show you. Yeah. Like I like I understand that you might have this preconceived notion of who these people are based of how they look, talk, dress, act. But I'd rather show you why they're around me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because, yeah, maybe it's a little raunchy. Maybe it's a little ghetto. Maybe it's a little dangerous even. Mm-hmm. But there's something of value that I see that I value, yeah. that I know in my heart of hearts it's there's a good person here. Yeah. I'm going to keep them by me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I just let it show because yeah. it's like, Sometimes that's the only way. You could you could tell somebody a million times, but the the minute you show them, then their actions change. You know. Yeah, and it's um goes back to that impact thing mm-hmm. that we're talking about, right? Yeah. Because it's not sometimes. I mean, I got friends that I shouldn't be hanging out with. I, I feel like sometimes. You yeah, know yeah, yeah. And to me, it's not always about what could happen, or you know what I'm saying. It's about being that light in the darkness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying if you're not if you're there only access to let's say google yeah you know what i'm saying and they only get to access google whenever you're around bro that's a huge value and they need you around you know what, what, I'm what if yes but i mean so let's stick to so let's use anti-racism as an example because that's one that's been relevant and prominent for me there are a lot of people who were previously in my life and i was the only person saying hey man that's kind of racist yeah 
There's a reason there's not other people in their life saying that. Yes. <laughs> and there's a reason I'm, you know, one of the whitest people most of my friends know is the ones, you know, is saying it to them. Is because, you know, no one else fucking is because all the because most of the other people around them agree with them. Yeah. yeah. There's so so like to, with with parents if, if you're if they didn't have you around them they might not ever get a rebuttal. They might not ever get to know. They probably, you know. many of them might never, but yeah. but I think that comes down to who they've surrounded themselves with. Yeah. Like, which is why I'm, because like this is how that problem really kind of happens is, you know, people turn 18, they, they never think to question their beliefs, and then before you know it, they're 50 surrounded by other close-minded, ignorant, racist 50-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. And who, all of whom in the past 32 years did not have a strong, uh, you know, sense of moral. I don't know. No one. It's not that no one told them they're wrong. Everyone's screaming "Black Lives Matter" and they're sell, shouting back at a job. It's not that no one told them that they're wrong, but none of their peers are are making sure they understand it. Yeah. Um. But 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 the end result is they don't really tolerate people in their life who tell them that they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like like it, it, it's some level of like that's what I'm trying to say is like there's that 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 turning moment isn't just when. You realize, like, that turning moment is when someone else says you're wrong and you're like, oh, fuck, you're right, I am. Like, there has to be a, oh, fuck, you're right to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, to, 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 the, to the change, to the adjustment, to yeah. the growth. Um, but, but I think that's really what, you know, sets people like us apart is the, you know, we, we force ourselves to, to, to say that other person might be right and I know this because I know I'm not always right. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. The true knowledge is knowing that you don't hold all the knowledge. Yeah. yeah. You know and that other people probably have something that you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, one thousand percent, and and it's huge, man. Like, shout out to Kelsey again. I feel like I shouted her out multiple times on this podcast. We do have to have her back. Yeah, she's awesome. She's but she taught me a shitload about myself, my ways, being a man, and navigating manhood mm-hmm. in the streets in my daily life, and just like little shit. You know what I'm saying? Like. Commentating even, on something here and there, adding labels. You know what I'm saying? Or even like making a joke on Facebook. I remember she checked me on a status one time because I like I shared some shit that like wasn't that kosher that I thought I didn't even second guess. Mm-hmm. But it was like it, and and this was this was the post. It was like it was like how I'm pulling up if how I'm pulling up to the sh- to the next shorty that breaks my man's heart. And it was a dude that was like air punching. You know what I'm saying? And I just thought that was hilarious because it was like, yeah, I got my homie's back. Don't break my homie's heart, girl. And she was like, yo, why is violence towards women funny to you? And at first I'm like, no, that's exactly it. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And I was just like, oh no, that's not what I meant. Wait, is that what I meant? Fuck. My bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And being able to take a step back from the from personalizing that to be like, why are you attacking me? You yeah. know me. You yeah. know I wouldn't be this way. Da 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 da. You know, is to be like, fuck, that's hella valid. I probably shouldn't have shared that. Your points are valid. Anybody that is as aware as you probably thinks the same thing. And this could be triggering to any amount of women that have been through some sort of situation like that. That's such an important point that anyone who, who is as aware of you is thinking the same thing. Is but One thing I realized, and it took me way too fucking long to realize this, is if that one or two people was saying, hey, that makes me uncomfortable and probably makes other people uncomfortable, yeah. then probably 50 people are thinking it and not saying it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Heavy. Heavy well, shit. We've lucked out being uh, approachable enough and friendly with people who have so many perspectives we don't. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's not really part of the problem. It's one thing we're doing right that other people aren't is, you know, still accepting people who aren't, you know, identically minded into our life. Yeah. But, but but that's the thing is there's so many 
I don't know, if you don't try to surround yourself with the diverse voice, you're not going to get it. Yeah. yeah. Facts. Have to be well-rounded. Yes. Yeah, man, if, if if any of these Mario games has taught you anything, is that, like, Mario is sometimes the best character. <laughs> like, he has every stat, like, right halfway. You know what I'm saying? Yoshi's a little faster. Luigi could jump a little higher. Peach is, like, lighter in weight or whatever. You know what I'm saying? In Mario Kart, I think she's faster. Yeah, she's probably faster. But it's like, Mario is, like, sometimes the safe choice, man. Like, just, just be well-rounded. And sometimes let your skill do the talking, yeah. and you might win the race, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and <clears throat> like we're saying, it's just, uh, you never know how, if, if this person would never hear this, uh, this information, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Or they might hear it somewhere else, mm -hmm. they might see it somewhere else, but when they hear it coming from, from you, you, yes, then it's like, oh shit, Dodgecoin for real, bro? You're yeah. in that shit too, bro? Yeah. Yo, you're, you're into shit coins? Oh yeah. shit, bro, come on, yo, pancake swap. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And then it makes it real for them. And then, you know, and that's the type of stuff that, like, um, I heard somebody say, it's like, I'm not trying to get to the top just to s see the view. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to build a bridge. I'm trying to send helicopters back yes. to yeah. be able Love to pick it. other people up and bring others, you know, with me. Because, yep. again, it's not just about who you who we are or where we're, especially, like, I feel like as culturally, you know, in a sense, in, in America, Mm-hmm. You know, someone's broke down to me. America is a monopoly board where certain groups of people haven't been able to play for four hundred years. Mm -hmm. And now we're they now they like let everything up. I mean everything's owned up. You gotta pay rent everywhere, they're Word. super crazy. Uh the electric company's bought up, the jails are bought up, everything you gotta pay everywhere, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But now you 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 can say you're playing. You're playing. Yeah, yeah. You'll yeah. get your two hundred dollars every time you pass bill type of thing. You know, it's so. such a good analogy that works. Yeah, it's like we just started a few years ago giving everyone, you know, the two hundred dollars and letting them buy properties, and it, now everything's up. And you know, and, and but but then half of society it. is yeah. like, yeah, you can buy a property too. Yeah. The that boardwalk was open for a week last year. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And one of the things that nowadays I feel like because we have access to so much knowledge and information and stuff, at the end of the day, if you don't do something or you don't have something it's because you didn't put in the work and the effort. Ignorance is a choice in this day and age, like 100%. You, you can Google it to, to learn anything from building chainmail, which yeah. there used to only be like one person in a town who knew how and he was taught by his father or the person in before him in the town to yeah. do it. You can learn anything from building chainmail to, uh, I don't know, getting a mortgage, becoming a real estate agent, yeah. to finding the yeah. fucking clip. Like, you can <laughs> learn how to, you, know, you can actually, you know, people, th 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 so... Ignorance well, is not an ex a valid excuse anymore, or, you know, um, I get what the arguments and the conversations are about the, our disadvantages absolutely we, there's still a lot of them that are still valid and affect us to this day but for the most part I feel like it's on our generation and our people that it's like okay if you want to start I've seen girls start a freaking page about cupcakes she yeah. sells cupcakes mm -hmm. shout out to Mrs. B's cupcakes Word. you know what I'm saying because yeah. she saw the internet and she saw passion that she had she's on an opportunity in the vegan market and you know organic stuff and she now runs she's a mom whenever she wants she's a wife whenever she wants yep. she can you know make a living no this is the age stuff. of opportunity people exactly. can go online exactly. and not you might do not anything you might not be kim kardashian out here Word. you know what i'm saying but, but, but you 
can sell directly to two people. To the people that want it. Yeah, yeah, man. You can craft your life. Yes. How you leave, which is, I think is the it, first time in history. And from anywhere. That's mm-hmm. the other thing people don't seem to talk about enough, is yeah. a lot of these things, like, it, you know, some of them you have to sit at, you know, a desk. But, but like, you can put that desk anywhere. You, you know, most of it, most of these computer jobs... Uh, like, like most of this Instagram thing, their crafts, you know, you can bring a bag and work out of a hotel on any beach in the world you want. Yeah. yeah. Well, all you really need is, a, you know, an iPad and internet connection. If, but, but that's, of course, once you get to that point. Most people are, you know, that, that, that takes, like, years of building sometimes. Some, mm-hmm. And that's what really seems to, you know, make it too daunting for people yeah. is the, you know, the buildup. Yep. Yep. Everyone wants the results. Everyone wants to go to the gym and be in shape. In a week. After a week. In a week. In a week, you know, results. They want to be in shape. I did two yogas. Why do I not have biceps? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, dude. I, that's one thing, something that I've had to swallow, a pill that I've had to swallow, yeah. of being like, yo, why am I not hosting the red carpets at the red at the Emmys mm-hmm. or at the Oscars? Why am I not, you know, things that before, and I was like, well, did you put in the work? Yeah. Yeah, you put in, okay, you did 100 episodes on Ruka TV. Yeah. 100, bro? That's yeah. it? Facts. That's it? And it's like, you need to know 100 <laughs> publicists. Yeah, you think From that, Hollywood, uh, you know Ryan, what I'm saying? Seacrest uh, only did 100 episodes and he got discovered mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, dude. Like, you gotta put in. You can't cheat the grind. No. And you have to put in the work. And um, the real winning isn't failing. Yeah. Because without failing, you're not gonna ever get better. You're never gonna be able mm-hmm. to grow. And you won't ever know. Like, there's certain things that I tried. I failed at, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's not for me. Yep. And there's other stuff. Oh, that I did that like, with so many different things. Yeah. And, and I, I got. I went and got completely certified as a hypnotist. I I can like still <laughs> to this day like I could. Sit, I could sit down on Zoom and start charging people $120 an hour for change work tomorrow. I'm licensed, I'm qualified. I realized sitting down with people and talking about their problems for hours on end is my idea of hell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, and, you know, it's, it's similar with uh, drones. I'm UAV, uh, I'm a certified uh, drone operator by the FAA. I can commercially operate a drone and charge for it, um, which is not like that difficult. It's a hundred bucks in like an hour of class, but uh, sorry, an hour of test. Um, but, but it's, you know, I can, but then I realized this is, I'm going to be flying to capture someone else's site for, like, like and then they're going to want me to edit it exactly the way, I'm, I'm making art for someone else, yeah. it's not worth it, it never yeah. is. <laughs> yes, yes, uh, yes. And, and it's not my interest, not my passion. Yeah. So that's yeah. the other thing, is you have to be fucking passionate about what you're going to keep doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the yeah. only way to f- figure that out is by trying. You try, try different shit, you know, try different yeah. shit. Yeah. Shout out to my dad, man, he's the one that, um, that really pushed me back when... I first went to college, straight out of high school, I went to Worcester State. I thought I wanted to be a state cop. That was my, like, in my mind, that's where I was at, was like, yo, state trooper, I'm gonna be respected, I'm gonna have honor, I'm gonna gonna have a powerful position in society, people gonna look up to me, I'll be able to protect people, this and that. I'm going through the courses and I'm like, yo, I fucking hate this shit, bro. I can't study law. This is fucking ass, you know what I'm saying? We're doing case studies and shit. I'm like, yo, fuck that, I drop out. I take like half a semester off and my dad says it plain as day to me like out of nowhere he's like i see you on the computer all the time go to school for computers boom light switch i'm online looking up like within the next couple months my mom like shout out my mom too my mom's like let's go like, we'll book an interview i'll call him right now we'll go we'll get you an interview we'll get you an application we'll go boom 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 i get like fast forward two years later i'm i got a computer science associate's degree Straight out of school, I get my first IT job. I'm doing IT, and, like, 
working for other people was never for me. I hated having a boss. I hated having to answer to people. I hated having to kiss ass, bite my tongue. Like when when I know shit is inappropriate, you know what I'm saying? Like like I'll do it for people I love and respect. And if you have something I feel like you offer, but if you're being like crazy misogynistic, racist, like degrading or like talking bad about somebody, that shit irks me to a, to my t- to my bones. You know what I'm saying? So like. It was it was the helping people that I found fulfillment yeah, in, same. and and learning more about computers because I am passionate yeah. about technology. So like I love that part, and you know I went down the road in that, and and that's why I say shout out to my dad because he just he just gave me the alley oop like bro, you love computers, do that. Boom, I did that. I built a foundation of wealth for myself. I made more than I ever thought I would make. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a lucrative industry. I'm making money. I'm saving money. I'm investing in in Bitcoin and, and you know shit coins too. You know what I'm saying? I had mad Dogecoin like back in twenty like nineteen twenty eighteen, and I was just flipping shit, flipping Ripple, flipping Dogecoin, flipping Akita coin, bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And just having fun with it, having a good time with it, to the point that I had enough wealth to say I, I don't have to work for y'all no more. Like, I'm not answering your phone call. Don't send me another fucking ticket. I'm <laughs> out of here. You know what I mean? And being able to do that was so powerful for me. And it, o- and it only happened because I got laid off. Same. I got laid Same. off. Yeah, bro. Yo. It was like, I got laid off. And it Same. was like, it was like one week of, of pure panic and then peace. You know what I, I mean? I have to say, chaos and like things falling apart. Uh, here, uh, this is a quote I came up with after a breakup in 2018. The great thing about your life falling apart is that you don't have to put it back together the same way it was. Yeah. And that, that applies to massive uh, layoffs as well. You know, like if, when you lose a job, that's an opportunity. Yeah, like it, it sucks horribly. But, yeah. but you also now suddenly have all yeah. of your free time. Yeah, and I'm like, shit, I got mad time. Yeah. I still I got some savings. Shit, I, I want to get laid off now. Like, I'm going to get a job. How long do I have to work here before I can get laid off? <laughs> that ass. <laughs> For real, it was a blessing. It was yeah. a blessing. I, I uh, that's how I got my start, like my push yeah. into being an entrepreneur full time. Was I got I got I was a network engineer. Yeah. For uh, Polycom. You know, Word. you know the only reason I actually still own my business. Like I was trying to sell my business two months ago. Um, my landlord uh, non-renewed the lease uh, because I was putting up a stink about her not fixing the heaters and the giant electric bills. And so she non-renewed my lease with two week, two months notice. And I uh, essentially either had to allow my business to die or find a new home for it mm-hmm. because I couldn't now rent it to someone else who would, was going to stay there. Mm-hmm. Um, spite can be an incredible motivator. I, uh, yeah. I, I you know, was realizing that that's effectively what happened. Yeah. was like, well, I can't sell the business, so now i got to keep it out of spite and grow it. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to win. I have to win. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, you know, the, the, the people's kind of, you know, reminding you how little control you have over your life is a great incentive to take control. control. Yeah. yeah. Facts, facts. Do you have anything you want to end us out on? Any shout-outs, thank-yous? Um, any projects you're working on? Any? And where can people follow us? All that. Those are all good questions. Um, <laughs> one, I'll just say, just jump. Yeah. Because life is going to push you anyways. Yeah. Right? Or the, that voice of not doing it is going to haunt you for the rest of your life. Facts. Right? Second, life is going to help you out. It puts you in positions sometimes mm-hmm. in order for things to happen that it's really for the best of you. So trust the process. Yeah. Um, right now, I'm a real estate agent here in Worcester County. If you're looking to buy, sell, invest, even rent, I'll help you out. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I don't do rentals too often, but uh, I'll help you guys out. So uh, you can follow me on 
Instagram, ambitious underscore Angelo. Um, Facebook, ambitious Angelo as well. Uh, I think Twitter and Snapchat is ambitious underscore A508, I think. Um, but yeah, man, I just, um, right now I'm building my real estate business, Yeah. building that as my foundation. Um, then I'm using my talents of like directing and acting and stuff, uh, kind of freelancing that around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still deciding what's going to be the next step. I, I definitely like the whole producing content, yeah. telling stories, um, being able to direct and stuff like that. So I want to build something around here. I'm not exactly sure yet exactly what it will be yet. But um, it keeps coming at me and people keep throwing money at me and it keeps getting be- bigger and better. So I'm like, you know what? It's going to happen. Follow the signs. No, so, it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ambitious pictures. That's my, that's my next project right now, and then uh, we'll see. We'll see. We're we're doing the real estate stuff and helping people out. Hopefully, um, I'm gonna be investing myself here soon. Hey. And uh, yeah, ambitious pictures. That's that's my. Uh, I love the name. Thanks. It's all about ambitions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Ambitious but everything. pictures is the right thing. It's not. You know, it sounds like something. It, it sounds like a, a Hollywood production company, yeah. not like a marketing agency. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's one of the, my things that I learned when I was first starting out, I was mixing too many of my businesses. I had a Simplicity Tech. Mm. That was mm-hmm. that was my marketing firm that I first started in, and I merged. It was it was. You, listen, it's difficult. Yeah, when you're gonna figure shit out. <laughs> yeah. you know, you just gotta try a bunch of things, see what works, what doesn't work, adapt, overcome, and overall, like I said, if it's not making you happy. Mm-hmm. Then you gotta. You gotta yeah, chances are it. it's not for you. Yeah, you gotta do something yeah. about it, and don't don't let the the pressures of letting either society or your parents or your cousin or whoever down. At yeah. the end of the day, you go to sleep with that voice in your head. Facts. You're gonna die alone. Yeah. Um, and and you gotta live life. You only get one chance at this. You yep. know what I'm saying. So you have a specific uh, set gift, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, that you've been blessed with, use it differently just like we all have different talents and abilities and yeah. make this place a better a better place i feel like and to me it's about doing things that outlast me exactly you know so yep that's why storytelling is so important to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being able to, to you know watch a movie from 1999 or 89 or whatever yeah. and it still like hits you with that message and, and you know yeah makes you on. feel yeah. something yeah yeah i don't know if you follow uh people of new york yeah. Um, definitely check them out on Instagram, yeah. bro. People of New York. Yeah, so they're fantastic. I want to start a People of Worcester four or five years ago and bro. never did it, but it's so essentially, just like short version, okay. it's um, it's some person goes around. They'll take a photo of somebody, and they'll just interview them. They'll stop them in the street wherever they are, talk to them, and they'll post whatever they talk about, basically. And so like you'll catch you'll catch a businessman in a suit and tie with a coffee. And it'll be a picture, and like you'll think he's he's like you'll think the description is about to say, on my way to Wall Street to go make another honey k, and the description will be like, I just lost my mother last week. I don't know how I'm gonna make it through these next few days, but I got a I got a daughter at home. I got a son at home. I gotta put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Or you'll see like, like you'll see you'll see a myriad of people, and the stories are what make it impactful. Mm-hmm. And yeah, bro, that's that's okay. like I'm yeah. Check them out. No, definitely sure. check that out because that shit like gives me hella inspiration. It just makes you want to live, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? It makes you want to like, yo, like 
there's people out here every day overcoming the odds. There's people out here every day that feel like they're drowning, you know? So if we can if we can help that, if we can alleviate that, if we can make an impact to make their lives better, it's gonna make our lives better. The ripple effect is real, the butterfly effect is real in my opinion. Like we do good, good will come back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You are what you put out. Yeah. It's also one of those things like we, we were talking about money in the bank as one of the values. When you help people, like it's not just exponential for them. Like, it's it's also they will eventually help other people. Yeah, I think it's what you're saying with the ripple effect. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, but it's you know that that dollar that amount in your bank account goes down at the end of most days. <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the amount you helped people does. Yeah. Shout out. No to matter that. how much you do it, you don't you know you don't use it you up. You can always give out give more help. <laughs> facts, man. Absolutely. Facts. Absolutely. Man. So, but. Thank you guys for having me on. I Thank you for joining it. us. Of course. It was a cool conversation. Yeah, it man. It was a lot cooler than, honestly, I, I thought we were going to have out yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, David, I was thinking there was going to be some, like, Dungeons and Dragons type shit. Yeah, yeah. Something, something like, yeah, something super, like, techie and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't yeah. sure. I wasn't sure. But um, I love to support my community. Uh, everybody. Shout out to Worcester, man. <laughs> no, honestly. And, like, I was thinking just now, like, like, I kind of love this. No, I love it too. And like it made me think of an acronym for the podcast, like the Now Podcast, the Noise of Worcester Podcast. <laughs> like cool. it's just like so dope. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it was just something that just yeah. came across my mind because it's so awesome to be in this new space and have this door open and just listen to shit. Like, yeah, yeah I, thought it would, I, it, I thought it would be problematic, but it hasn't been. No. This has been perfect. It's beautiful. I love it. So let us know uh, what you think afterwards. Let us know about uh, our guests. Uh, check it out for uh, buying, renting, selling, or uh, what was the other one you do? Leasing. Leasing or anything entrepreneurial-wise. Yeah. If you want to create some content. Yes. Um, Are I, you still doing social media, like if people wanted a commercial? Yeah, I, I still create content. I still cool. create content. So if people Good. need like projects that get stuff created or whatever, I'm still doing that. I, I just got hired for three events at Harvard University. I'm super excited Fire. about. Yeah. So... Um, so he's your guy, man. Hit yeah. him up. Hit anything, any creatives in Worcester, yeah. anybody that's doing Music something. Videos, you know uh, what I'm saying? Whatever. I don't. I, I love a creative challenge. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm also a, a drone operator. I'm not hey. licensed yet, but we're working on that. Hey, but uh, yeah. But it, anything you guys need. But yeah, I, absolutely. If you need some, just to bounce some ideas off, just to get some ideas, some thoughts out of your head. I'm always one DM away. I always love giving back and hearing people's stories and stuff. So, please, hit me up. Hit him up. Ambitious underscore Angelo. Yes, Thank you for joining us today.